What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. This is Chevy, and as always, you can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Please follow us at Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter. Today is a special episode, as you all are just getting me and my special guests. My co-hosts, well, I believe that Robbie and Gabe, because I know they'll listen to this, they plan a spring break in their own respective matters. So they're both in wherever they respectively went, probably having a nice margarita, hopefully some sun, maybe a beach is involved in some warmer areas and safe areas, of course. Uh, So yeah, I'm here. Now, with me being here lonesome, I figured I'll take this show over for a day. I'll take it over for an episode and we will cease talking about the Miami Heat for a little bit here today. And we'll talk about the Orlando Magic just for a little bit at the bottom of the show. Uh, Magic fans, if you're listening to us, we have some cool uh, segments that we usually do, but they are going to be Orlando Magic theme. And without further ado, let's introduce my guest here. He is representing Orlando Magic fans with me. He is a podcaster. He is the creator of theclosupmagic.com, where he's featured on the Close Up Magic podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in Mr. Stephen Cameron. Stephen, what's up, man? How you doing? Chef, what's up, man? Uh, thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm excited to have not only one Magic fan, but two Magic fans on this podcast because it's always two Heat fans with me, so it feels great. I feel great today. I might have to permanently replace one of those uh, Heat fans as, uh, on your show because that's, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> Can't can't be having that many Heat fans on the show. All right. <laughs> I'm over, I, I like to fight an uphill battle always, I guess. That's what my problem is. But uh yeah, we we, we definitely had a had a show last week though. We we were the we were the center of attention, I'll tell you that, for the first time all season. For obvious reasons. It's it's kinda it's kinda weird how much like national attention the magic have gotten in the last like, you know, seven days or the last yeah, last week. I'm like I'm not used to it. I, like the day of the, I, I, we can get into this more later if you want, but like the day of the trade deadline, like I got hit up for like two or three different podcasts all at once to jump on. I'm like, I got to record my own show at some point. Like it was wild. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Magic became, baby. <laughs> yeah. We came a little bit more important to the NBA Twitter community and the podcast community of basketball podcasts. So yeah, that's great. You know, and also we may become, Hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, Stephen, important for a top three pick in the summer. So a little, nice. little, bit more, little bit more attention there. You know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, but you are from the theclosetmagic.com. Uh, Stephen, I wanted to ask you, man, walk us through uh, you know, your platform, how it was created, and where you are today. Yeah, sure. Um, so this is the third season of the Close Up Magic. I started it, yeah, about three years ago. Um, I moved to California from Florida about seven years ago and had no one to talk magic basketball with. So I had another friend. We did a podcast for about two years, but it was really just an excuse for us to get together and have a beer and talk magic like across the internet. It was a horrible show, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and so after we stopped that after two seasons. I still wanted to keep podcasting. I just fell in love with podcasting and talking basketball. Um, And so I started the Close Up Magic podcast. And at that point, really started diving deep into the online magic, like Twitter world, and uh, just trying to grow my platform organically through there. Um, After the first season, I had a couple of 
like consistent listeners that I would talk to um, on on Twitter like suggest that we ex- I expand it into a website where we can post articles they wanted to get involved. Um, uh, actually, our mutual friend Jonathan. Um, he was one of like the biggest influences for me to expand to a website cause he wanted to write a little bit. He also had an idea for a podcast. So I was like, well, we could, you know, it could be like a place for Orlando magic fans to write articles if they want to write articles, you know, if it's a, I don't want to flood the market, but if you can come up with a unique way to have an Orlando magic podcast, it can be like a mini network, right? So we have his podcast, the magical boogaloo, um, which is really fun. Uh, then there's my podcast, which is a little bit more guest oriented where I try and bring, um, different writers, different people who follow the basket, uh, the magic, either local reporters or national reporters, sometimes even players, um, and occasional fans will get on and we'll just talk about what's going on with the magic. Uh, you know, I don't know, a couple times a month, I don't do it weekly anymore, but you know, two, three times a month, we'll, we'll drop a podcast episode. we we do a couple pod uh, articles a month too. Um, not not super consistent. There's there's other platforms if you want the daily or the weekly stuff. But uh, you know we try and just bring a different edge to it when we when we do post something. So that's that's where we're at. And um, yeah, that's where we're at. There's one thing I did wanted to ask you too. You know, especially with like your fanhood, like how you became a fan and being able to share those stories because it's cool that you can jump on Reddit, you can jump on Twitter, you can jump on anywhere and just see like a train of fans or like a trail of fans and like we, we get referenced to as like magic twitter and then like remember a couple of days before the trade deadline we were there's some shit talking going on at over at celtics twitter right oh <laughs> so, yeah like it's crazy like how this has worked out but that's awesome man. i love that aspect of it here where you try to put together like a mini network of magic fans um and hopefully we do have some some new listeners to this show because of you mr cameron because you know i'm a magic fan too i do represent a little bit differently um, I, we'll talk about the team here in a second. I want to get your initial reactions, but how how did you originally become a Magic fan? Just I, I know a little bit of backstory before the show, but how did you become a Magic fan? Yeah. Um. So I moved to Florida around nine uh, in 1999, and my dad just started taking me to games. Um. Back then, games weren't very expensive. You could go get s- tickets from scalpers for like. I don't know, 10 bucks and sit in the nosebleed in the upper level. And so we didn't really have like a lot of money growing up. So it was just like a fun, cheap way to do like a father son date, like hang out and just go watch basketball and scream at the players and, you know, not have any idea what I was doing and watching really. I didn't like grow up playing basketball too much. I played a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, my dad just started taking me. And so then we started watching games on TV too. And then, you know, the, yeah, so that that was like the heart and hustle era, the end of it was just the shy tail end of like the 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 Penny Hardway era, um, and and Shaq era, and then got into the heart and hustle era, got into the Tracy McGrady era and uh, Grant Hill. I was like, I love, I was so excited when that happened. I was like, just starting to actually figure out what the heck was going on with the NBA and starting to follow the the magic a little bit closer at that point. Um, and then, you know, obviously the Dwight years, I was, so I'm 31 right now. So Dwight years were like the tail end of my, my, um, you know, Dwight peak years, sorry. Um, with the 08, 09 run, um, that was end of high school, beginning of college. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of, it's just been nonstop. And then I come out to California the year, 
um, the 2015 when the Warriors win their first championship and like the Magic are, you know, in the darkest times of the first rebuild. Um, and I got a championship and one of the worst teams in the league in my like in all going on at the same time. It was absolutely wild. <laughs> So yeah, that's sort of how it is, you know, just like my dad, he just took me to games and we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I I think that obviously most people that I know are magic fans at least had some kind of ties to the city here. So it's still nice to hear that. Although, you know, we have fans just become fans because of some of the players, Tracy, Penny. I think the coolest part about being magic fans, man, honestly, is that even if people weren't born here or they weren't raised here and that's that's typical of us fans that are magic fans right like it's transient city same. yeah yeah but you know i feel like the penny and shack era have still kept people you know involved with this franchise and it's still cool man so you we see a lot of you know uh well when there's fans at the stadiums and the arenas <laughs> that they are they're wearing magic gear and they're in the new jersey in brooklyn i should say new york you know california all those other states and you're like wow these people are, are really fans because either they were from here originally or because of penny and shack like and you know you were we're both getting old man so that's becoming about what 30 decades now almost three yeah, decades three yeah, 30, and three but not 30 three, decades th- three. 30 years yeah three decades so <laughs> that's pretty that's a long time that's a long time to hang on to being a fan or supporting the magic just because of penny and Shaq that never even won an nba championship so i think we we're worth something man okay that's all that's all the point i'm trying to make i will, we, we I will, matter. I will never get rid of my penny hardaway jersey <laughs> even if it is a chinese knockoff <laughs> exactly it's now Look, man, um, so we talked about you becoming a Magic fan. Obviously, the way you and I connected was through our, our good friend, uh, my good friend, John. You know, I'm sure he's your good friend as well, being on your network. So John and I actually started podcasting in 2015, end of 2015. So I don't talk too much about the, the history of that here all, all the time on this show. But, yeah, I've been podcasting for like six NBA seasons going on seven seasons, man. It's fun. And, um, but I really wanted to really quickly highlight, man, how was Thursday last week for you? What was your initial reaction seeing the first trade the Magic was involved in? Man, I was emotional. Like, I had all the emotions, too. I was, like, shocked. Because, I mean, I I knew the team was going to, like, blow it up to an extent. But I think everyone was a bit shocked when Vooch got traded. So I was, like, shocked. I was angry because I didn't know much about Wendell Carter Jr. but But the little that I did know, I didn't like him. Now he's, like he's definitely changing my opinion in these early couple of games, but I was like, like what? Like I was fine with the picks, but I was so like annoyed that we got Wendell Carter jr. When we already had like Mo Bamba. And at that point, the kind of the story that I had heard about Wendell Carter jr. Was like low motor injury prone, you know? And I'm just like, dude, we already got a center like that. That sucked. You know, like that's, that was my impression. Now, granted again, He's changed my mind in the few games that I've already watched him. He, he's, sure, he's, sure. I yeah. think he's going to be a, a fine basketball player. Um, but I was, like, really upset. And then, you know, like, I was fine with the second round, like, the two first-round picks. I thought that was, like, cool. Like, I, I didn't think we could get picks from a better team, like, that were going to be, like, a better value in a sense. And I didn't think Vooch was good enough to get three or four picks, right? Like, or I don't even know if we could have yeah. like, done pick swaps. Like, he's an all-star, but... He's a borderline all-star, you know? Um, it's not, it, you know, and when I say that, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, t- Jason Tatum or Zion Williams type all-star, right? Like, he's a good, good player, but 
he could be in and out every other year. Um, so anyways, I was super emotional about that. Um, and then I was like, all right, cool. We're doing full rebuild. And then I started accepting of it. I was like, okay, this is going to be new, but fuck, I still miss Vooch. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, I have to let it go. And this was all over like a period of hours. Right. So I'm having like all the ups and downs. It's kind of like a bad, like, a I, I feel you, man. Right. And then by the end of the night, I'm texting like our boy, John and a couple other people. And I'm like, guys, obviously I'm going to miss the past, but I'm super stoked about the future. Like we got a ton of picks. Now we got a couple extra young players to go with our already young basketball team. Like this is a completely fresh chapter and it's something we haven't had with this current front office because they came in and kind of like kept a half of, you know, a decent amount of players from the last front office. So it was never that fresh start with this new front office. So it feels like we're getting a fresh start and um, I'm super stoked after, you know, after letting my initial raw annoyance and frustration, anger, sadness, all the, all the signs. Um, But yeah, it was, it's, it's going to be cool. And so now I'm like really excited and, I know it might be another couple of seasons until we're a playoff team again, but I think there's a lot of fun in the development of building that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm not going to repeat how I felt at all because listeners of the show know sure. last week's episode. Just check it out. But what you just described there was like, I can't even like say any much more, man. That's exactly how I felt. That's it. Like, like it's like you're angry and then you're then you're sad and then you go back to like sort of angry. Then you're confused. <laughs> And then there's a lot of asking of why. And then it's like you see that new hot lady or if you're a lady, that new hot guy walking down the street. And you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to go hit on you and see what's going on. And, you know, then, hey, then you kind of get excited because there's a little spark there and maybe you get a first date. I feel like I'm getting ready to go on a first date with the team. <laughs> Look, the the way I describe it, too, is that because. Robbie asked me last week, she's like, you know, well, how are you feeling? Like, how, how's Magic Nation doing? I'm like, you know what got me through this that day was was Magic Twitter, man, honestly. Oh, so shout sure. out to Magic Twitter. Because the emotions, like the ups and downs, like the instant reactions, you got those, yeah, we're going to tank, we're going to get caked. And you got the other side of the fence, like, damn, really, they traded Vooch first. Like, this isn't cool. Like, what's going on? Like, it's not enough. Like, but, you know, honestly, Stephen, the way I felt, and, I, and the way I got your vibe from your tweets and, and your follow-up show and, and the stuff that you're writing now is that we're all in the same. Honestly, you and I feel the same way, man, like about this. Like, completely objective, honestly. Like, you have to to pick a fucking side, man. Like, that's just the way it is, like, w- with this, right, situation. What what are we going to ride out Aaron, Fournier, and Vooch for if they're just not going to be part of a long-term future? When do you wait to tank? When do you wait to to think about the future? Why not do it then and now when you have the opportunity and the block is hot for you? You know, you're you're running the the hottest fire sale out here. And, you know, it's not like we sent them to shitty situations or we got totally asked out from half of these deals. You had to give some and take some, man. Booch is in a better situation in Chicago. Uh, Fournier, we could say the same in a sense, as long as the Boston Celtics can make it to the playoffs. I, you know, at least he gets to save the playoffs. Aaron Gordon looks like he's in, in a, an amazing spot, in my opinion. Totally. You know, so I think the Magic organization and, and franchise and the GM, the front office, did did due diligence for their careers. And we shouldn't stick them somewhere for the benefit of us in the long-term run and stick them in shitty areas. You know, I think that's cool, man. That's a cool aspect of it. I mean, it's- I think Vooch is kind of in a shitty area. I mean, not the city. I love Chicago. But, I mean, 
to be honest, I think Chicago Bulls are going to be asking a lot of similar questions that the Magic were asking this year, next year. Right. You know, like okay. if they get a first round exit this year or like, you know, fail to make the playoffs even like they're, they haven't been good even since acquiring Vooch. I think they've lost three games in a row now. Yeah. Um, and okay. So let's say they have a disappointment, like even if they make the playoffs and they like, you know, get swept or out in one game and then they have a super rough, rough season to start off like next year. Then it's like, you got Zach on an expiring. If you don't have him extended by then, then you have a year and a half of Vooch. Like they could be quickly blowing it up too. Now, granted, I think they're going to make another move this summer. Um, but like that team isn't, that's not Celtics. That's not Denver. I mean, it's definitely a bigger market and they, they have some nice pieces to make a better move, but I don't know if their ceiling is much better than what Orlando's ceiling was to be quite honest before they blew it up. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, I agree with that. I would just say that this season, then let's just, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot better situation than being, oh, being here to take for, for sure. Kate, you know, for sure. So that was like my angle of it. Right. But I think at the, at the same time though, it's like, like wh- what did you like as, as what to satisfy like magic Twitter, just magic nation, just like what side did you want to pick here? You know, like if you're going to do something, just do it. So I'm, I'm a go getter, man. Like I'm a hustler. Like, why wait till tomorrow morning? If I can do start on something tonight, that's just my mentality, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing with this front office. It's like, why are we going to wait till the end of a summer? You know, like let's evaluate what we have right now. Let's, you know, let's get the draft pick. Let's get, let's get younger. Let's get the youth. Let's build them. And me personally, like I was waiting for that. And I stepped back from watching the games and keeping up with the magic. I'm like, you know, I love Vooch. I love Fournier, but you know, I mean, Fournier wasn't the guy that I really wanted to enjoy on this team for the rest of the five years and see him being a part of this team. Right. Uh, Aaron Gordon as well. Like as last season, you know, I, I was a little disappointed last season with Aaron Gordon personally. So for me, it was like moving him this season was always like in the back of my mind. And like when I knew that was, if any, if you asked me before the season though, Steven, I would have said Aaron Gordon was the first player to get traded. I would have sure. never said, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was looking forward to it. I'm just like, no, the magic are going to disappoint me. They're not going to move contracts around. We've got Vooch, Tata, Forney. It's just things that are just, I don't know, back. man, but here we are. So I, I all I got to say is, and I think there's a little bit more excitement from like just magic Twitter um, and yourself too, because I saw it too. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fired up. We're, we're ready. We're about this. We're here. We're ready for this rebuild. Um, a quick quiz question here, man. I saw like the new nickname, man, for, from, I think who's going to be my favorite player because I'm going to buy his Jersey, Mr. Okiki. So is it is it pronounced Big Chum or Big Chum? Big Chum. That's my okay. opinion. That's what that's I think. My, Big Chum. See, I knew this is going good, man. I agree. I th- maybe we can submit that. You think we can make that? We have I that power. I think so. I think All so. Right. <laughs> I mean, Big Chum. That's a great nickname for him. Big you Chum. Know? All right. I like that. I like that. I was just making sure, man. I didn't want to, you know, sound ignorant. No, no. And you know what? I think it's a fun. I think it's a fun nickname because, like. You know, nicknames suck right now. There's not a lot of good nicknames in the NBA. It's a lot of people's just like J.I., A.G., right? Like just their initials, initials. or like, <laughs> you know, there's there's just not a lot of not a lot of creative or, or a shortened first name like Zoe or Mello, right? Where yeah, it's that's like true. Nah, man, like at least like do something for it. Like we got Ross, we got Big Choom. Um you got the Baconator. I mean, I mean, Bacon, that, that's a great last name. You can't, that's a nickname in its own. I like it. Cause then you get fun with, it. you can make memes, you can get graphics going. Like, 
It's, it's such a cool thing, man. Yes. And then we can get entertained by, by Orlando Magic Twitter using these nicknames. Like, it's even cooler, you know? Like, but hey, man, one can dream. One day, man, one day. Let's let's give it about two or three years, like you said. We'll get to the playoffs and those these nicknames. So so big tune. We're gonna go with that because I like that too, man. And I, I think I'm gonna buy his jersey. I I might. I'm not a big jersey guy. I got a couple, um, but I'm not gonna buy a jersey until like I see a team that doesn't necessarily have to be like winning a ring, but like is you know con- contending. I don't want to be buying jerseys on players that. I mean, I think. Chum's gonna be a really good player, but I, you know, is yeah. I'm just not committed to giving the Magic money until I see like some, some like jersey money. I'm a, I need a like new hat. I need a new T-shirt. I get I get a new hat and T-shirt like every other every other season, but jersey money's a bit different. So we'll uh, see. Okay, they need to. Right. They need. I need to. I need to get them to. They need to be winning. I need some wins. Yeah, I get. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Well, I mean, let me put some context behind that, Chev. I only wear jerseys when I go to games or when I'm sitting at my house on the couch. Like, I'm not a jersey wearer in the streets. That's not my style. And, I, and that's cool if that's other people's styles. It's nothing against that. It's just not my thing. So if I go spend like $100 plus on a jersey, it's going to see most of its time sitting on my couch, which I got, I got, I got plenty of jerseys to sit on the couch with for now. So Dude, that's that's pretty funny, man. Yeah, I I'm this is a little strange. I'm finding out we're a little alike, man. To be honest with you, I'm not trying to be weird. Ah, that's cool. Like, <laughs> that's the only time you'll see me. Now I may step step out of Publix on a Sunday with my Tom Brady jersey as a Buccaneers uh, fan just I, to flaunt a little you bit. Know, but you, but see, that's okay. That's, that's okay. He's a winner. He's a championship winner. You know. You're right. Dude. When you got I, I, when you got rings on rings on rings, or at least you're fighting for a ring and like a serious op, like component, it's a different it's story true. than when you're like, we're hoping to get the number one seed, right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, in the lottery. I think I might wear a magic jersey out for that. I think now at this point. For sure, for sure. I get that. What's your favorite jersey that you own? Oh, man, dude. So here's the thing. Here's the problem. And this is the problem, you know, that you and I are having in life right now is that I've been buying other teams from the NBA. I've, I've been, you know, I'm a I'm LeBron guy. So people, you know, on this podcast know that. So I have my LeBron, the land jersey. Nice. The gray one before the season before he left. I, ha- I have I have the yellow Lakers one with the Kobe patch on it. Nice. Um, So I, I did. I did like that one because, you know, he's, LeBron's my favorite guy right now um, in the league. And then um, I do have a jonathan isaac magic jersey by the way but i have the um the city version from last year i was gonna buy a jonathan isaac jersey the other year i was but then he hurt himself again i'm like dude like it was like i was really thinking about getting one but then he kept hurting himself i'm like all right you got to get healthy before i go buy a jonathan isaac jersey because he very well could be healthy and have an amazing career or he could keep getting injured to the point where everyone just forgets about him and i don't like i don't want to have that on my hands yet so like he could be a jersey that I get. Um, I could I could get a Chumo Kiki jersey. He's a baller. Um, I, I got high hopes for RJ Hampton. Maybe he'll maybe I'll get his jersey. We'll see. We'll see. But you know what, dude? Like, here's the thing, too, man. At least with Jonathan Isaac, like when he is healthy, he already does something so elite that the NBA can hardly touch it with his defense. Right? He's like. He's raw offensively, but his defense yeah. is one of the best defenders in the entire league. So at least there, you know, you have eliteness on your jersey, right? So like, that's that's why like I I don't I'm I'm down with the Ji jerseys because he's a 
he's a beast. No, I mean, but I'm a big Okiki fan, man. When we drafted him, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, you know what? I, I like this because it was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, we were able to be able to, you know, we were able to just say, okay, we'll, we'll set him on the shelf, right? Which is cool. And I'm like, okay, like we've seen this before. It was like a Ben Simmons, like a Joel Embiid. Like you pick a guy that high and like most likely things aren't working out right now. Let's like rehab from injuries and, and our right. team isn't going anywhere. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. Then, you know, I, I watch highlights before, like, you know, the draft. And after the fact, we draft him. And then we, I, I believe I was on the Magical Boogaloo, maybe the first episode with John. We were talking about it. I'm like, you know, I'm excited. This is cool. Like, we've never really had a project player like this before in a very long time. Um, you know, we've tried with drafting guys. I've gotten hurt. Like, you know, Victor Oladipo was drafted, got hurt, you know, stood around here. But we chose Fournier, whatever. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I like Okiki. I like his game. I'm, I'm happy with the pick. I, I love the pick. Personally, for like, this is, this is two years old. I'm still saying it. I've seen him play, you know, this is his first real opportunity. And I like Okiki. He's balling. So, you know what? He's balling, train. I don't care what anybody says. If there's negative magic Twitter out there, I will stand Okiki. And, and Big Choom. Big Choom is the name. Big Choom. Yes. I mean, dude, I like Okiki a lot. He's been showing so much. We don't. I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole on Okiki, and I don't know if we should do that, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He's doing big things these last couple of games, and I think he's going to continue to be a player for sure yeah man i mean and just really to like wrap up like the like the overall the direction of the magic here is that so i mean you and i feel like we're on the same page i think at some point like we like for me like again i'm a guy like let's get up and do this now if we have the access the opportunities and resources right and they they did and i I really like while like people weren't happy with the draft picks and like where the like what we got in return look man those guys careers like you mentioned there about the chicago bulls earlier man that that may not pan out so while that may not be panning out, you know, another couple years, something over here in Orlando down south might be panning out. And that's the point of this. Like, let's give that a shot because it's been a while since we've hit the reset button, uh, reset button. And this is kind of like the reason why, you know, we've, we've well, Vooch is an all-star. Like, what do we do? Like, it's just a weird transition period, you know? So I felt weird about the team until now. And I feel like you feel the same way. And, man, let's just chill, bro. Like, but Magic Twitter is great. We have man. a direction. We, we do have a direction, and I love Magic Twitter. But Magic Twitter it's was crazy. great. But you guys, they got they got me through the trade deadline. Um, look, we were supposed to start this a little earlier in the show, but who cares? We we went so far. <laughs> Your NBA mood, man. So we used to start off every show now, uh, with the NBA mood. We, we'll get into a little later here. But the, the concept is to explain to the people listening is that um, there's a moment, there's a play, there's something happened in the last maybe the last week in the NBA action that represents how you feel today this month yesterday you know a few hours ago or right now uh so for you we'll let you go first Stephen. you're the guest uh what, what's your nba mood describe what 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 can describe your mood big choom <laughs> yes and i'll explain it why big choom all right and so I'm going to explain this too uh for the listeners cuz there might not be a lot of magic i don't know how I don't know how deep the Magic listener or the people who are not Magic fans are of. So, Big Chuma, right? He represents everything I feel about this this NBA season. I'm a diehard Magic fan. So, you know, kind of low under the radar. The Magic team were pretty low under the radar this whole year because we got tons of injuries. He had a little injury, kept him out for a month. The Magic have been injured the entire year. Now, you know, so like a lot of ups and downs right there. You know, he had some goodness, had some badness. But now, all of a sudden, we're seeing Choom hit threes at like 43% or something like that. He's averaging 17 points a game since the trade deadline, right? 
and he's just money right now. And now I'm like, he's exciting. The Magic are exciting. I'm excited. So I don't know. It's like he was averaging, I forget what it was before the trade deadline, maybe like five points a game or something like that, six to all of a sudden 17. I feel like that's kind of my energy right now. Magic had no direction, broken, injury all over the place to all of a sudden rebuild, young players, tons of picks, got a direction, big chew money, bro. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Yep. Hey, man. Yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be like at the at the games, I think. Let's just pretend like six years from now. Not even that, man. No, let's give ourselves more credit. Let's say four or five years from now. We're gonna be at these games next man. year. Yeah, I wish. Well, but anyways, we'll be at these games, and Big Choom is going to be on prime time, and and it's going to be this important playoff game, man. And we're going to be there, man, saying, you know what, you know, you're going to tell me, Chev, you know what, man, we talked about this, you know, six years ago, and here we are, man. Big Choom. Remember that podcast on April first? <laughs> it wasn't. A, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> Big Choom. That's a good mood, though. I like that, man. Def- definitely fitting for the conversation. Me, I'm going to go a little different direction outside the magic because I think it represents us today uh after the trade deadline especially uh it, it was normal powell and he you know he described his his exit from toronto where he started crying as you know kyle Ooh. lowry embraced him and then he goes to fred van fleet and he says and fred says to him thugs cry too it's cool bro <laughs> i love it <laughs> and shout out to robbie for actually uh mentioning that one but i feel like I love that represents us man like we we had a moment to cry, but we had a crow moment to be angry, and then now here we are a week later, the dust has settled. It's uh it's oh. a new direction. It's a direction, like you said, a direction. It's a great direction. And I think that's a great one. I need to read that Norman Powell uh uh goodbye. I yeah, man. read it in the it's, player's tribute. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see things like that now, man. Thugs cry. Just, no, you say gangsters cry, what do you say? Thugs cry too. Thugs it's cool, cry bro. too. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Shoot or pass. All right, Steve, let's go ahead and get into a round of shoot or pass here. So the way this works, I will read a statement here. And if you agree with the statement, you'll shoot. If you disagree with the statement, you'll pass. Also, just give a little insight as well. Uh, So our first shoot or pass bullet point here. uh, Russell Westbrook deserves an apology for he is not washed like we all thought. Shoot or pass on that. Shoot, he's not pat or not not washed, not gonna be washed for a while. The dude is still amazing. He just got crappy teams and crappy teammates. He needs to be, he's a he's a specific type of player, needs a certain system around him. Russell Westbrook is a baller. Shoot it all day. <laughs> I, I gotta agree, man. Uh so yeah, I'll shoot with you on that one. Obviously, Washington has struggled this year. They're not necessarily overachieving because I didn't think they would be anything up there in the top six, anyways. Um of course, you know, this is all like transpired from like some comments from Stephen A. Smith and then like a response from Russ and I suppose his wife. But then Stephen A. did respond. And I don't know if you caught it where he said that he was strictly basketball. It wasn't anything to do beyond that. And, you know, more of like on a personal level. But I mean, I, you're right, Stephen. I think the whole thing with his game is they've questioned his game so much. Like with Russ, it's his game's not good enough to elevate a team. I'm still waiting to see that. But I mean, he's still a great player. Put him right, around the right guys, and we can see something happen, man. He definitely needs to transition his game a little bit. Right. But, like, you know, he's he can help NBA teams for a really long time. To me, a wash player is someone who can't play at all. Exactly. And he's yeah. not that. He's not that. 
Exactly. Gotta agree. All right. The buyout system is flawed and needs to change so that small market teams have a shot to compete against contenders. Uh, shoot or pass on this one? Uh, shoot, but probably miss the bucket. Um, yes, there's probably a change. I have no idea what that change is to make it better. Um, but there's definitely got to be some like changes with the buyout market, trading players, all all that kind of stuff should probably be revisited to some to some degree. So I'm shooting it from the three, but I'm probably missing. <laughs> all right. So I, for me, I'm gonna pass for right now. The only reason why is I think we're in an interesting time where it is big market teams, uh, such as like Brooklyn and the Lakers, right? The Clippers, they're just in right now. Uh, you look at a, a teams like Miami, you look at a teams like, you know, Golden State at some point, they they grew, like they evolved into these bigger markets in a sense. And the, the issue with that is I feel like everybody has like the same tools and resources at some point. And like, let's, let's talk about the magic here for a second, man. Like going back to them, it's that we have an opportunity to do it. And I think what just happened and transpired last week is, is good in a sense, because you want to get to the point where it's like, okay, I don't know, man. When a player gets bought out, like, he's a free man. He's free. I mean, he gets to go. It's kind of like, you know, let's go back to the dating thing, man. You know, you break out with, you know, a girlfriend at the time, Steven. It's, you're a free man. You go where you want to go. You go, you go get that celebrity crush, man. What happens when you score big? I think it's more the whole system needs to be looked at, right? Not necessarily just the buyout, but like player contracts, player freedom, you know, team control like all that stuff just needs to be revisited there's there's so much like un, you know you know player can't request a trade but a team can trade him without any backlash and like all that stuff and i don't know it all needs to be revisited so i just think it's such a complicated topic that like yeah it should be looked at but it's probably not going to be resolved anytime soon so that's why like i'm shooting and missing that's fair that's fair all right of the now former Magic players that got traded last week, the one who will find the most success with their new team is not Nikola Vucevic, shooter passer. Uh, shoot, if I'm understanding this correctly, I think Aaron Gordon's going to have the most success. Yeah, you're answering correctly. You absolutely are. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I think he's young enough to where he's I mean he's in the best situation team wise and I also think he's young enough to where if this team doesn't work out he's got so many years ahead of him to where he can continue to find success uh, on a potential championship you know Vooch and Evan are in their 30s um you know they're they're their years in the NBA are a lot less than than Aaron Gordon so yeah uh shooting for Aaron Gordon yeah absolutely I I did put that down as well from for my my round here man I gotta say uh yeah Aaron Gordon hands down so um, I, I look I'm at a low this today. Nuggets fan. Yeah, I, I really am too, man. I've been following their social media and Twitter a little too much. It's <laughs> the Aaron Gordon alley oops got me kind of drooling, so <laughs> I'm a little jealous, man. Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, and I, and I'm I'm a I'm a Jokic fan, man. So I I love watching Jokic, and he's been he's an MVP candidate this year, playing you know with Aaron Gordon. So I I, I gotta say I gotta agree with that. Nothing against you know the knock against Chicago, but you know and, and Vooch himself, I I don't just don't I don't think that the long-term success will turn out like you mentioned, but I think for right now too, as well, man, definitely Aaron Gordon's in the best situation and will have the most success there. So I would share on Denver low key, like you said. Yes. All right. Shooter pass with that said, the current core of the Orlando magic has a higher ceiling 
than the core that once included Vucevic, Gordon, and Fournier. Shoot or pass on that one? Shoot. All day. Yeah. I mean, there's I, I, I don't know how high that ceiling is, but, I mean, we have so many picks that can be used to be packaged up for a bigger trade or trade up in a draft. Um, you got a bunch of young players that have a lot of potential where – Probably some of them at one point will get traded for something better. Like this, this, this roster is going to have to balance out at some point again. Um, but we got pieces, we got tools. We, you can build something with this. You know, we were capped, spaced out, didn't have a lot of mobility to do different things with the roster with Vooch, Gordon, and Fournier. So yeah, we definitely have a higher ceiling now. I don't know what that is, but definitely better. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta shoot on this as well i think and the one thing i I say for this round too is that i I believe that we're more in a modern direction of things and especially with the talent and skill that's on this team the the very young talent of it right and you know at some point so it's gonna be full you know you have terrence ross that's kind of like the in-betweener but like you know then it gets so much younger you got the terrence ross you've got okiki um and then you know cole anthony we drafted great you know to me I, i love that pick at the 15th spot um and you have a lot of these other guys, RJ Hampton coming in, man. And uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, that that's still possible. I still think Mo Bamba could be a possibility. You know, guys might get a different vibe. Guys, you know, you got to improve over the course of an offseason. Like, don't get me started on that. Like, I, I could talk about that all day. People know that. Um, but, you know, if you just don't put the work in to get better, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. Like, why are you, you know, seven foot out there like Mo Bamba and you don't get better? Not that he's not. I'm just saying, like, I, I believe in him still. So that's exciting. But also what's exciting, man, is that if we can tank correctly, we also may have the second excitement of having maybe like a cornerstone franchise player, man, being drafted, right? And it's um, possible. That, that to me is the more exciting part, unfortunately, than having... Vucevic, Gordon, Fournier, and their ceiling. Yes. So that's yes. the way I'm going to put it for this bullet point, man. I agree. 100%. You hit the nail on the head. All right. Shooter pass. NBA.com has it all fucked up with their defensive player of the year rankings. They've got Miles Turner over Ben Simmons, TJ McConnell over Giannis, and no Draymond Green in sight. How do you feel about that? Shooter pass. I'm passing specifically because I haven't watched enough defense from those players to even have an opinion. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, man. I, 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 I gotta say this though. Uh, I'm a fan of Rudy Gobert this year yeah. being in the conversation. So I'm going to pass on it just because lack of insight, but also maybe the TJ McConnell over Giannis is, sounds like it's like stat driven too much. <laughs> I will, I will say this about that though. I, you don't hardly ever get guards and wings into the defensive player of the year conversation. Right. It's always big men. And I think that's unfair because guards are constantly like they're the front, like, okay, so the big man is stopping all the dunks, but guards are the ones stopping the guys who are driving to dunk on you. So like, I don't know. I think, I think I- I'm shooting the, for the fact that guards need more love in the defensive player of the year conversation right. period. Boom. I that, like it. That's 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 where I'm at. I like it. That's good. That's awesome, man. All right, shooter pass. Well, the way he's been playing lately, perhaps there is no need for Zion Williamson to develop a three-point shot. Shooter pass. Shoot. Not every player has to shoot a three. If he could, that'd be dope. But like, there's plenty of good players that don't shoot threes that can still be super effective. And he's a big man. Yeah, I mean, so we sometimes 
say push. That's Gabe's favorite word. Uh, maybe, you know, jump ball on this one. Like for me, I just don't think it has to be a three-point shot, but at least maybe a jump shot. You know, I, I'll go as far as saying that. Because, um, you know, when we have, if, if you if you play basketball at some point in your life, like just being able to do one thing on the offensive end kind of sucks sometimes. So we saw Miami Heat bubble defense, you know, last year, and they walled Giannis up, right? And that obviously doesn't prove to be a winning formula when you have limitations on offense and you're a top, you know, athletic player in the league. So for me, I feel like it's not, but it's a slow progression, man. Like don't rush him into like a three point shot. Don't rush him into like shooting. He's, he's fine doing what he wants to do now. And that's the way I feel about it. So I, I, I would say like, I guess the pass most likely not on the three point shot just yet, but I'm down for that, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's averaging like 27 points a game, and it's his <laughs> right. second year. I don't know how much more. I mean, yes, his game's obviously going to improve, but I think he's doing just fine the way yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't rush it, for sure. All right, shooter pass. The decision made by the Los Angeles Lakers to start Andre Drummond over Marcus Gasol is the right one until the playoffs start. Shooter pass. Shoot! Andre Drummond's pretty good. I mean, Marcus Gasol is good, but Andre Drummond is like a defensive rebounding monster. And um, I don't know, but he doesn't stretch the floor either. He's kind of one dimensional. I don't know. Push. <laughs> the, I can't decide. This is what I, this is what I, I, I have to say, man. Literally all I got to say is Frank Vogel is the coach. He calls the shots and does what is beneficial for his team. And I'm not going to question a man who led a team that won the championship last year. So whatever Frank Vogel calls is when working. But, um, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, Drummond's a better player, man. I, I, with this situation, I mean, there's a guy that rebounds, like, at a very well high rate that could benefit you, maybe a jump shot or extra, you know, offensive rebound, like, in the game that's beneficial, right? And that guy's the Andre Drummond. So, by the odds and stats, there's my winner. Um, <laughs> shooter pass, if the Sixers were to win an NBA title this season, if they were to win, Danny Green should be... Re- <laughs> Danny Green should be regarded as a GOAT in his own right. They would have four championships with four different teams. Shoot or pass. Shoot. Danny Green is a GOAT. Danny Green. Oh, man. I- I'm going to pass, man. <laughs> I'm pass. Nah, he's I'm a GOAT. I'm pass, man. I still love Robert Horry. <laughs> I think you got to. That's true. I mean, he- he's not like with seven. Well, it wasn't like he was with seven different teams that each for each ring, right? If I'm not mistaken. but. It was, I don't know how many he had, yeah. but I think it's always great no matter what level. Like, I mean, uh, Patrick McCall, I think, has like three different three different championships uh, or, or at least two two different. I think he's got two with the Warriors, one with the Raptors, and it's like, you know, uh, get the rings, bro. I don't care how big your role is. Get your rings. I think the difference is, bro, I think something for him, too, though, is, like, he contributes. Like, sure, he's yeah, not, yeah, like, agree. you know, he hits shots. You know, he's not the same Danny Green he used to be defensively, but, like, he's still putting points up, you know? It's not like he's a bench warmer on the 15th man on the on the roster. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, no, it's true, though. Da- it's true, though. I'm a Danny Green guy. He got, he I'm, got, I'm shooting I, all day. I, I can tell, yeah. he's got, he, he got a lot of flack at, what was that, game game four? Game five, it was I think it was of the uh, finals last year. You got a lot of flack for missing that shot, but hey, man, you 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 know, you make some, you miss some. Ultimately, he got his, his ring. Yeah, it is what it is. 
He made a big shot the very next game, too. All right, Steven, let's get into our version here of Mary Fuck or Kill. The way we address it is dribble, dunk, or flop. And this is going to be an Orlando Magic Edition. So I'll have three different categories here for you. And instead of ranking them by number, we're basically going to rank them by dunk, which is our, your top choice, dribble, which is your runner-up, and flop is your odd man out of the category. Um, if you don't like the top three that's listed, you can always sub them out. You know, we usually Gabe does that, so you can pull a Gabe and sub out a choice. Um, the first category is all-time Magic players. And, and the top three we have here, Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, Tracy McGrady. Dunk, dribble, or flop? Oh my gosh, dude. Um, Duncan for Shaq, because he's got rings. Um, You know, consistent player, never like, never, never hurt. Sure, he left us in four years, but, you know, he put put the team on the map. Um, I'm going to say dribble Tracy McGrady. Right now, granted, he didn't have nearly as much team success as Penny Hardway did, but he was healthy with the magic uh, for his tenure there and like drug us through the the grave of Grant Hill. Um, And then I'm going to I hate this because I'm like Penny is my favorite player out of all of them. Wow. But Penny was Penny. Penny was broken half the time. Yeah. Uh, I hate saying I'm passing on Penny, but I can't. I'm not gonna swap out a flop, right? Like that. Like if I'm gonna swap out a, I'd swap out a dunk, but I can't swap out a flop. I gotta. You, I feel uh, you. I yeah. feel you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's my order. I'm sticking with it. All I don't right. know if that's good. I'm gonna yeah. get a lot of flack for that. I think. No, I mean we we wanted to put you on the spot, man. It's it's a little tough. It's fine. It's weird, dude. I'm flopping on Penny, and he's the only one of those guys I actually have a jersey of. I mean, you know, you're trying to be objective today. That's fine. It's okay. I mean, I for me, I would swap it around. I, I feel like me, I, I don't know. I just have like more of a personal connection with Tracy McGrady because like I was really attached to him as a teen, like a young teenager. And yeah, yeah, we and you our yeah. years of watching him yeah. were more prevalent. Yeah, right? so I would flip around Shaq and um, sorry, Shaq and uh, Tracy. So I would dunk on. T-Mac. I get that. I would I would dribble on Shaq, and then you know Penny would be the odd man out, obviously here too. I was just thinking, without Shaq, there is no T Mac. Yeah. I don't think people are looking at the magic like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's let's go to coaches. All time magic coaches. So we have Brian Hill, Stan Van Gundy, Doc Rivers, Dunk, Dribble, or Flop. Okay. Duncan over Stan. Um, he, you know, finals, the only co- magic coach in, in history that actually has a game in the finals that he won. So Duncan on Stan Van Gundy, the GOAT. Um Dribbling with Doc Rivers. I love Doc Rivers as a magic coach. Those heart and hustle days. Uh, very influential on my youth upbringing. Um, Brian Hill, baller, awesome, but I'm flopping on you. You're old. Um, sorry, dude. Yeah, I, I echo that, man. I really do. I don't have anything to change around there. I just have to echo again. Stan, Stan Van Gundy is one of my favorite coaches of all time, too, though. Like, Not just for the magic, but like in general. I just love Stan. Stan's amazing. He's the goat. He is. He's the goat. He really is, man. I hope he really chooses like like Lake Mary as his like you know true home when everything's done for him and just. I think he does. Yeah. I think when he, I think he lives in Orlando. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know he does. I just, I just hope he just he sticks to that being that you know now he's obviously coaching again, but like he he keeps you know Orlando his home, man. Because I I love Stan, man. 
shout out to Stan. I've had a couple opportunities with him, you know, obviously meeting him too. So I think it's cool that, you That's know, awesome. he's a cool guy, man. Really, you know, really nice guy. I love Stan Van Gundy. Goat of Twitter too. My gosh, his Twitter presence is great. So what was it last year that he joined Twitter? It was, it had to be last year. I think yeah. he got bored during the pandemic. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to, yes, he is really the best on Twitter, man. And then, you know, he was doing the games in the bubble and then tweeting at, remember that he was tweeting at halftime yep. about political things and just like, you know, social and inge- beautiful, bro. He's the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up here with magic rosters. So we picked three different magic rosters we put together here. Uh, and this is going to be tough. So dunk, dribble, or flop. Roster number one, the 95-96 season roster, the 08-09 season roster, the 09-10 season roster. Okay. Um. Fuck, man. <laughs> Yo, so like 09-010 had the most talent, in my opinion, um, but like thinking. did not have the success. Right. Um, but you have to count success because like if you don't win, you don't win. Like, and that's on you. Yeah. So 09 is, 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 is getting dunked as the best one, right? They're the only ones that have a finals win. Yeah. A, a finals win. Um, then I'm, I think I'm going to throw Vince Carter's like my all time favorite player ever. So he, and dude, and you have Matt Barnes, mm, underrated goat too. And Richard Lewis, dude. All right. So, okay. I'm committing to this. Oh, nine. Oh, 10 is the dunk. Oh eight, oh nine is the dribble, and I'm passing on ninety five, ninety six. Ah. The reason I'm passing on ninety five, ninety six. All right. So, I was six. I was six years old during that season. I was born. I was born ninety eight. So, yeah, I was six years old during that season. I don't remember shit. All right. All I got is highlights. I lived through the oh eight, oh nine, oh nine, two thousand ten teams. Those are like clear in my head memories where like, you know, I, I wasn't nine, 10 years old going on YouTube, watching the 95, 96 highlights of four years ago. Right. Like right, right. it didn't exist. So I love the stories of that era, but I'm passing on it. Cause it's what it's not nearly as relevant to my life as 08, 09 and 2009, 2010. No, that's, that's fair. That's, that's my order. That's fair. I, I think like going back to all time magic players, like that, that kind of what gave T-Mac the nod too for me, but for, man, it was tough for me, man. I really, I, cause like that 09, 10 season, like you said, man, it, it may be underachieved. That team was, that team looked good on paper. It underachieved a lot. So, man, you know, I, I felt the same way, honestly. Like, I'm not making this up. I felt the same way. But I feel like, you know, everyone's like, man, 95, 96 teams, blah, 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 blah. It's like, man, I I don't know, man. I mean, and see, see, I'm looking, I'm, to give context, I'm looking at this as team success with the roster, yeah. not individual players. Because if we go down individual players, it's, 09, 2010, and 95, 96 is probably a toss-up, right? They're both ballers. Um, you know, Penny's like my all-time favorite. Shaq is the one of the greatest all-time NBA players ever. Um, so that team is like obviously got amazing talent on it. Horace Grant's like super underrated. Daryl Armstrong, Magic Legend, you know, Dennis Scott. Like, like it's it's an amazing 
it's an amazing roster from like just putting Orlando on the map, but you know, they, they, they individually, like, I think the 2009, 2010 just had the most talent, but 09, 08 had the most success. So that's kind of how I'm judging it. And those were both like, I remember visually watching those games and like where I was at during specific games. I don't remember shit about the 2095, 96 because I was six years old. Yeah, I guess we'll 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 ask Magic Twitter. We'll shout them yeah. out. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask them one. We'll ask them one of these days. All right, that's good, man. So we'll we'll end the show here, man. But I, I before I let you go, I gotta ask you. Um, and this could be you know more of a personal touch too. It doesn't have to be you know rankings and uh, and you know hours of analytics that you've talked and and, and ran sure. through your mind. Your all time starting five Magic lineup. All-time starting five Magic lineup. Penny Hardaway at point. Let's throw uh, Tracy McGrady at the two. Let's do... Uh, I'm doing this like rapid fire. So we're going to do um, Shaq at the center spot. Give me uh, Richard Lewis. Oh, I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, we never really had like super amazing power forwards, huh? Right, right. Um. So yeah, Rashard Lewis at the four. Um, and then oh, I need a small forward. Oh gosh. This is funny. Uh, this is really interesting. This is where I got stuck. Yeah. Hold on. Now I gotta pull up some <laughs> rosters real quick. This, this is where I got go fast. It's all good, man. Yeah. Because I feel like Oh, Hito! Hito! My yeah. bad. Turkaloo. Yeah. That's it. I think so. Yeah. That's a solid squad, man. That's a real solid squad. Yeah. I think, I mean, I would throw Grant Hill in there, but he was like broken. So, right. But I think, I think Hito basically earns that right, man. I think rightfully so. I think he's put enough into this franchise. Grant Hill's the way better player, but Hito like obviously was a lot more successful because he had health when he was in the Magic jersey. Yeah. I mean that's that's a nice backcourt, dude. Penny, like, we can like bring this virtual reality life of past players to life. It's like a that's like one of my pipe dreams, by the way. Um, yep. we can watch like Penny, Tracy, Shaq, and Shard and Hedo, man. That that's a lot of size and length, man. I I think they would do well in this modern era. If they, you know, most of those guys could shoot. They would have to, you know, definitely, you know, learn learn the three ball there just to hit that down consistently, which I think they all can't. Richard's the best probably three-point shooter out of the mix there, um, you know, percentage-wise, things like that. And, you know, you got Tracy, that's unstoppable, Penny. Yeah, man. He's getting buckets. That, that getting is, buckets. bro. I, I got this. I got to agree with that, dude. I, you know, I was, I was stuck. I was building my team, too. I was looking at the roster. I said, really, we just don't have, like, like that – like you know, power forward from the nineties. We just don't like it. It was Horace and, Green, but I just, I mean, all time favorite, all time starting five. I, I and I don't want to pair Dwight and Shaq. Like, yeah, that's not fun. No, that's not. No, absolutely. That that's a beautiful lineup, man. That's really cool. Well, I hope Magic Twitter agrees with that one. Uh, for the most part, if not, you know, we. I want to hear some different lineups, though. I, I would be intrigued to be hearing different lineups. Too. Yeah. Uh, Steve, before we we let you go today, man. Um. We always do a shout out. Anybody you want to shout out there? Any any anybody it can be a list of people. It can be celebrity. It can be an yeah, athlete. Shout out Jonathan. Okay, for yeah, that's fair. Connecting us. You're right. Good dude. One of my now like 
honestly, I talk to him almost every day in some aspect, mm-hmm. whether it's basketball or some other like random things. So like sure. he's become a very good friend of mine. Um, so shout out Jonathan. Uh, um, shout out NBA trade deadline for making the magic have a direction. Um, shout out. Um, Dude's weekend because my wife is going out of town for a few days. There we go. Um, and I'm going to get all the golf in and all the shenanigans I possibly can. Final four and, weekend, man. Uh, it's a good weekend. Final four yeah. weekend. Going to watch some basketball. It's going to be great. Maybe win a bracket or two. Yeah. Actually, probably not. My bracket sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I, I, yeah. Shout out. Shout out to anyone who is still listening to the podcast and like dealt like if you're not a magic fan and you dealt with all that i appreciate you because you know you're dope you're a real one that's all right they might learn a thing or two about the magic you know hopefully i mean i hope i hope they enjoyed our conversation if you're not a magic fan yeah absolutely except for heat fans you all you know can you know there's a few there's a few that 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 do tune in because of because of the network of heat nation but um no man, that's that's awesome. By the way, who who did you end up like picking to win it all? Do you have like, a consistent winner? I know you. Ah, uh, dude. I mean, I I definitely did not pick right, uh, and I knew it. But I like I picked Florida teams. Oh, okay. I did like oh, one yeah, of my brackets. Right. I did like Florida State. Yeah. One of my brackets. I did like FSU. Okay, you're definitely not gonna um, win the one that we're. In. Well, I'm no, at the bottom. I'm so, not. Yeah, I'm at yeah. the bottom anyway. So. Uh, I've gotten enough picks to be like in second place in both my brackets, but one of them I'm pretty sure I'm gonna drop to like, like. There's 10 of us. I think I'm going to be, like, bottom five because <laughs> yeah. I have, like, I don't have many more points I can earn. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my – well, actually, no, I lied. I have Gonzaga winning it all, so there's that. I, I might have had Gonzaga winning it all, actually, on one of them. I don't remember. I'm in a few. But you know what? Maybe you'll be surprised after, you know, Monday night and you win one, so – I know at the, I'm at the bottom of, of ours, so that we're in. That's terrible, man. But yeah, man, just just shout out to uh, to you, man, for joining the show here. To theclosepmagic.com, all your contributors as well, man. You know, uh, I know you, you mentioned a few of them already. Uh, go ahead and plug yourself, man. Where can the people find you at? Website, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, um, theclosepmagic.com um, for for our site uh, at theclosepmagic on Twitter. Um, you can probably find me on Instagram, but please don't because I don't ever post there, and that that's yeah, I, I can't do too many social media. So uh, there is those. That's for that. And then if you ever want to just reach me directly, uh, and I'm a bit more active, my personal Twitter is at Stephen S T E P H E N zero six one zero. Um, and like DMs open, I'll talk to you about anything really, um, basketball or not basketball and, uh, always down to have a good time. Top shop, uh, top shot is my jam too. So yeah. let's go. Yeah. We've had some success with that, man. We got, we got the all-star rear pack, man. We got the, we got them packs. That was bro. cool, bro. That was fun. That was fun. That was a good drop, man. I, I had a good time with that one. I was, I was glad to see you get, not only did you just get a pack, tell the people oh. who you got. Got the, I got the LeBron. Yeah. Good serial number, under 300 serial Look number on the LeBron, uh, the LeBron All Star moment. So, you know, come at me if you want to buy it. I'll give you a good deal. <laughs> there you go, man. Absolutely. Once again, it is Stephen Cameron from theclosepmagic.com. As always, you guys can find us at Baseline Times on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. 
please follow me if you're if you're a new listener uh steven if, if you're listening because of you just follow me you know i, I give a different flavor in a mix i mean diversity that you know diversify your, your timeline man that's all i gotta say you're a good follow bro you're a good follow on the twitter yeah i try to be entertaining man try to i try to yeah. entertain the people you got to man but magic twitter just lighten up man we're good we got a sense of direction we'll be all right yes sir 